Star Off the Page presents Care Not Cash by Jonathan Luskin. The dining room of a mansion in San Francisco. Evening. Soft jazz. The dining table is set with plates, utensils, and wine glasses. No food, but a bottle of wine. A large pill bottle is set by Chandra's place. Marcus, 55, dressed in black, often described as distinguished, is reading a newspaper. He sips wine and highlights the paper with a yellow marker. Chandra, 35, thin and blonde, dips a finger in her wine glass, then rubs it around the edge of the glass, producing an audible tone. Music fades as Chandra's tone dissonantly rises. Baby doll? What? Please. I'm reading. On my planet, people talk during dinner. They call it conversation. What's the custom on your planet? Please don't do the alien thing. Can't we just enjoy eating and not talking? I talk to clients all day. Fine. Don't frown. I'm not frowning. You are frowning. It's the Botox. Marcus reads... Chandra designs patterns with her pills on her plate. Marcus? Mm-hmm? How much do you love me? A lot. How much do you love me and say, Euros. Euros are romantic. Like Eros. Euros, Eros. How much? I'm not answering that. But you know the price of everything. It's your profession. How many Euros for the love of a blonde, blue-eyed, 35-year-old second wife with excellent provenance and only minor damage, fully restored by a very highly regarded Brazilian cosmetic surgeon? How much for sale to a well-financed, cash-on-the-barrel, 55-year-old art dealer and gallery owner? I'm not playing this game. We could check on eBay. They have a link for completed items. I left my wife of 25 years for you. My kids hate me for it. That's how much I love you. See, you really do know the price of everything. Marcus reads his paper. <laughs> Chandra plays a tone on her wine glass. Marcus? Mm-hmm? I had a revelation today. A vision. You know, like Moses? A burning bush. No way different. More fun and personal. I saw an angel. Visions are a tricky business, Chandra. You can have a vision in the desert, and maybe that means you're Moses, and God is showing you the promised land. Or it could mean you're Bugsy Siegel, out in the Nevada wasteland, seeing the mirage of a pink casino. How would you know the difference? I know the difference because this vision changed me, and now I feel different. When did you come home last night? Late. Smelling of booze. I was working. You were supposed to call me, and we were supposed to go to the Bradford Campbell opening with your clients? They canceled. So I went back to work. When I got home, you were asleep. You could have called. You could have come in and woken me up. We could have tried to have sex. You were zonked out. I thought you took a pill. I didn't take a pill. You could have taken advantage of me, but you were drinking. Marcus folds his newspaper. <sighs> what did the angel say? No, you don't seem interested. If he changed, you will find out anyway. She. It was a female angel. I thought angels were androgynous. Chandra gulps her wine glass dry. I was in the private fitting room at Nordstrom. You know, when you buy a fur coat each year, 
every year since we were married. They fit you in the private room. It's on the very top floor. There's a gold elevator that raises you up above all the... Uh, the Hoi polloi. Way above the hoi polloi. And there's this amazing view of the city. Above the fog even. Way up. Louis and his assistants run in and out bringing champagne and chocolates and fur coats to try on. Did you try that black llama, the one... We saw in Paris with hmm. the cute little tails around the collar. Mm-hmm. It fit me like a fur body wrap. Louis left me alone to meditate, what he calls a introducing the fur to the body and testing for rejection. And I was meditating when I felt this hot, sweaty gust of wind blast into the room. It smelled like vanilla, but underneath it was dark and musty like myrrh. I was dripping with sweat, so I took off the fur. I looked down, and the floor was made of fur. And I looked up, and the walls were made of fur. It was unbearably hot, and I had trouble breathing. The room was getting smaller and smaller. The walls of fur were closing in. And then I looked out the window, and I saw an angel. She spoke to me, but I I couldn't breathe, and I must have fainted because the next thing I remember, I was flying through the air over Marin County, and she set me down in Point Reyes Station. I had my job back again at at Momo's, like before we were married. But now there were all these large, body, divorced women working there, all naked with hairy armpits. Amazon women who smelled of dirt and drank whiskey from a bottle we passed around. Our milk was so good and fresh and organic that the customers had to take a number at the door and we could work naked. And it didn't matter if we were fat or old. I saw myself reflected in the refrigerator and I was fat and old, but I was beautiful. And in the back of the store was this warm, tropical beach with monkeys who threw down coconuts when we whistled. I was tanning on the beach, and the angel whispered in my ear. It was hard to understand. Her voice sounded like the wind. She said, And this too shall pass. Then I I woke up in Louis's office, backstage at Nordstrom, Marcus? Did you eat lunch? What did the angel mean, and this too shall pass? You always get unstable when you have low blood sugar. I had champagne and chocolate. Did she mean that I'm actually going to live on that beach? Or did she mean that I might only get to visit the beach, like for a long weekend? I don't know, baby doll. Yesterday I spent an hour in the pantry, practicing how to pronounce the Italian labels on your collection of 40-year-old balsamic vinegar... So I can avoid a faux pas when Jimmy and his Martha Stewart wife from Connecticut, what's her name, come over for dinner. But today I don't care about that anymore. I can't even remember a single label. And Marcus, fur coats are way too heavy for San Francisco. I spend more time purchasing them and cleaning them and storing them than actually wearing them. I am so over fur coats. Baby doll, what do you need? Is there anything, anything at all that you need? No more fur coats if you don't want them. I think if I need anything, I'll have to get it myself. Did you discuss this with Jerry? No. Do you need a new therapist? No. Do you need a vacation? My Atherton client just bought a fishing boat in Costa Rica, hired a professional captain and a bartender, were invited down to fish. They've got beaches, monkeys, 
Coconuts. Tuna. No. Then why are you unhappy? I'm not unhappy. I just feel different. Maybe I should give up something. Simplify my life. I could give up half my wardrobe. Stop buying new shoes. Give up Botox. We could donate the money. When I picked you up on our first date, your wages at Moomoo's didn't cover the cost of a new pair of stockings. I had to stop at Walgreens on our way to the opera. Do you want to go back to that? No. You want to go back to Petaluma and squeeze into the double wide with your mother and her African violets? No. All I ask of you, Chandra, is for you to enjoy with me the lifestyle I've worked hard for 30 years to enjoy myself. And maybe two or three times a week, put on your face, smile, and help me entertain my clients. If you have a problem with a luxury that I've earned and that we deserve and that I choose to share with you, then volunteer for something. Okay. I think you really should discuss this with Jerry. Fine. Marcus reads the paper out loud while Chandra pours more wine and swallows a long line of pills with a wine chaser. Marcus returns to his newspaper. He does not see her take the pills. This mayoral election is really getting out of hand. Now Gonzalez is saying that he fully supports the Care Not Cash program if it is extended to the wealthy. He says, if giving homeless people cash only hurts them by enabling their addictions, then that should apply even more so to the rich who have the most money. Wealthy people are just as spiritually corroded by their addiction to the conspicuous consumption of material goods as poor people are by their dependence on illegal drugs and general assistance payments. <sighs> and this too shall pass. This is bullshit. What did you say? Chandra? Call me Lucy, not Chandra. I'm going back to my birth name. Lucy. It's a perfectly fine name. Chandra rubs a musical note on the rim of her wine glass. Lucy. <sighs> Lucy. Lucy. End of play. You've been listening to Diana Brown... Trish Tillman and Dan Wilson in Care Not Cash, written and directed by Jonathan Luskin. Radio Star Off the Page is a Cassandra's Call production. <laughs>